Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, April 17th show. You can also listen to us on podcast or Facebook premiere show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can affect your money. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 411150. Again, that's 1-855-411150 or online at themoneyr.com. And our lineup for today's show. Today, we'll be having a panel conversation with both of our guests, Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight and Dan Galloway of Eastside Insurance Services. We'll also be having a conversation with Doug on priorities. What is really important at this stage in your life? and a followed conversation with Dan on avoid costly mistakes, everything you wanted to know about homeowners insurance, but were too afraid to ask. Great information and great guests in studio today. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. Keelan, what do you think we start the show with a little bit of money chat? Let's do it. Money. Money. Always excited to hear what you have for our listeners, Keelan. What do you have for money chat today? Uh, I'm going to go a little left field today. I'm going to talk about some generalities with creating wealth. And I was previously a financial advisor with a Fortune 100 company, so I know a thing or two. But uh, that was definitely a past life. By all means, I'm a certified mortgage advisor, and everything in my life is focused on helping people to purchase and refinance homes. But this is the money hour, and it's important that people are educated about it. Uh, We lean into our guests, and none better than Doug Peterson, who's on our show today. So my goal in the money chat today is really just to inspire someone to take action and change their future and possibly the future of generations ahead. So I want to start with a question and we have limited time so we can't answer it, but I'm going to ask a question anyways. Would you rather have $100,000 cash money up front or one penny that doubles every day for one month? And kind of a tough question. So I'm going to give you a little insight. Let's take a look at week one. So day one, you start with a penny. Day two, two cents. Day three, four cents. And by the end of week, you have 64 cents. So just starting through the week, you kind of think about it. I don't know, $100,000 probably sounding pretty good. Uh, So 100K or doubling a penny for one month. So let's see how it plays out. On Sunday, the start of week two, you'd have $1.28. Monday, you'd have $2.56. And by the end of the week, you'd have $82. So we're creeping up here. Still a very, very long way from $100,000, I know. So week three comes and goes, and you get all the way up to $10,485. Now we're talking a little bit. 
but for some 100k probably seems like the better deal but here's where the magic starts to happen at the start of week four at sunday you're at twenty thousand nine hundred and seventy one dollars Wednesday, you'd beat the 100K at 167.772. So if you picked the penny doubling by that Wednesday, you've won. So Thursday, 335K. Friday, 671K. And by Saturday, the week uh, ending four, you're up $1.342 million. But wait, the month is not over yet. Sunday, uh, you double up to 2.6 million and Monday 5.3 million. And then Tuesday, the end of 31 days, you'd have $10.737 million. So if you would have picked the 100K, you would have picked wrong. So what's the secret here? And what am I trying to illustrate in these generalities? And, and I'm illustrating the magic of compound interest. It's the magic of the potential of your money growing over time. There's also another thing I'm illustrating here. And notice what happens at the end of the months. It's those last doubles that made the biggest difference, especially the very last double that had the most magic of anything through the entire uh, month. Albert Einstein said the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest rate or compound interest. See, I'm already going into mortgages, compound interest. And that is, I, I agree with him. I, it is an incredible thing. And it's, there is even a bigger secret though, that you need to know if you're thinking about this. And that is that you have to start early. I mean, the earlier you start, the money, the more time you have to double and the less time it takes for your money to reach your income goals. And, and I mean, think about that doubling effect and how quickly that happens. And you remember the end. Now, if that ends after your money's doubled like crazy, you can imagine what the uh, what that looks like. So uh, the first time I saw this, the question that came to my mind was how quickly would it take me to double my money? And there's a quick way to figure this out. You may or may not have heard of it. It's the rule of 72. So the rule of 72 simply says divide 72 by the rate of return as a whole number, and you can figure out how many years it'll take to double your money. So here's an example. Let's say you get a 9% rate of return, 72 divided by nine is eight. Uh, so it takes you eight years to double your money. So you know every uh, that every eight years, your money will double. And then again, in another eight years, and again, in another eight years. So it will be worth four times as much in eight years. And then it'll doubles again in another eight years. And so it will be worth eight times more in, in a total of eight years. So um, this could be huge for you and your family in retirement to those out there. Don't just get caught on the front end. And Doug, I'm excited. And this will probably interlude into a bunch that you could add to this um, but don't get caught up on the front end. Talk to somebody like Doug who can help you to save your money and put it away and let your money double for you and look at the, imagine that, the magic that's going to happen in the end to not only change your life, but chances are you'll change your legacy in generations ahead. Great money chat, uh, Keelan. And yeah, my next uh, girls cocktail party, I think I might make a bet and see how they answer. Yeah, Doug definitely can help, not on the financial planning side because he's not a financial planner, uh, but helping to really decide how to best manage your finances so that you actually can because a lot of people actually can't double the money once you get to a certain place unless it's invested in the market. All right, this is Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. 
The Fed will not be normalizing policy, policy anytime soon. They said that they would continue purchasing mortgage-backed securities and treasuries for at least at the current pace until they see further improvement. There was not too much market reaction after the minutes likely due to the fact that it's old news. And we have heard from Powell and several of the Fed members many times since the meeting three weeks ago. Although the Fed has stated that they would be tolerant of inflation. If the producer price index report comes in hot, that can be not so good for the bond market and may tighten a little bit with the Fed's causing yields to move higher. Yesterday, the Fed released their beige book and it showed that some of the regions were fearful of inflation and did not believe it would be trend story like Fed Chair Powell had been explaining. The consumer price Index CPI, which measures the inflation on the consumer level, rose by 0.6% in February. The year-over-year -year reading increased from 1.7% to 2.6, which was a larger jump than expected. Retail sales for almost 10% higher, which was almost double expectations. This makes sense with the recent stimulus. Additionally, the New York manufactured index rose to 26.3, while the Philly index rose to 50, which are both very strong. The question is, how long will it last? The next report may also be strong as some stimulus checks were delayed, but the economic pop from this may be short-lived. It is temporarily adding to inflation, but that may be sustained. Now, the pandemic unemployment assistance claims, which gives individual benefits who would usually qualify, decreased by 500,000, while the pandemic emergency claims, which extends benefits after regular benefits expire, decreased by 475,000. 17 million individuals are still receiving benefits throughout all of their programs, which is down 1.2 million from the previous week and much higher than the 8 million this time last year, which is growing as compared uh, to this time of the pandemic when things really started to get shut down. The Mortgage Bankers Association released their mortgage application data for last week, showing that overall application volume decreased by 3.7%. Purchases were down 1%, but are still up 51% from this time last year. Refinances were down 5% last week and are now showing a year-over-year -year decline of 31%. This is due to the increase in interest rates. Now, the refinance share of mortgage activity declined from 60% to 59.2% the year over year. Purchase comparison has been taken with a grain of salt because it is being compared to last year when things were shut down and people were not shopping as much for homes. Now, Tuesday, CNBC seemed to be dedicated for the entire day to the housing bubble and tried their best to scare homeowners. I have dispelled many of these things in the updates as of late, but keep in mind that this is an entirely different market. Demand is very strong and increasing to, uh, due to birth rates, supply is at record low and not getting any better. Forbearance will be mitigated due to the equity in homes and, affor and affordability is not like the media would like you to believe. We are in a great housing market. There's been a lot of talk regarding the forbearance that is gonna unwind. People have a lot of equity in their homes and will not want to will want to protect that equity from foreclosure. And we know home sales are at record time, so they can just 
sell and protect that equity instead of foreclosing on their home. While it is terrible for anyone to lose their job, 82% of the net job losses in the U.S.'s calendar year 2020 were suffered by workers in the bottom 25% of wage earners. So it's likely to believe that a good portion of these individuals are not in the housing market. So I feel that the forbearance issue should be mitigated to a great extent. Wrapping up rents are rising at 1.8% across the US and down from 2% in the previous report. This is being weighed down by New York and San Francisco and many of the markets are experiencing much higher rent gains. We do expect to see rents start on the rise again in the upcoming reports. This is Tina Mitchell here and that is your Money Chat. Coming up next on Money Hour, a panel conversation with Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight and Dan Gallahay of Eastside Insurance Services right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Confused about your auto and home insurance coverage? Frustrated with rising premiums? Tired that you never hear from your insurance agent? Do you feel like you're not valued as a client? Dan Gelhay with Eastside Insurance Services helps Washington families just like yours demystify and simplify the entire insurance process from start to finish. He works hard to tailor make a comprehensive package based on your needs and your budget. Dan does not work for any one insurance company, but is independent, meaning he partners with a number of preferred financially strong companies. This means he works for you and not any one insurance carrier. Dan Galhay with Eastside Insurance Services, protecting the ones you love. For a no obligation insurance review, contact Dan today at 425-336-6000. That's 425-336-6000. And let Eastside Insurance Services help you. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, April 17th show. You can also listen to our podcast or Facebook premiere show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. It is a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, we'll have a panel conversation with our two guests, Deb Peterson of Get Priorities Straight and Dan Galhay of Eastside Insurance Services right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Welcome to both of you uh, on our show. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tina. You're welcome. Let me share a little bit about our guest. First, Doug Peterson. Get Priority Straight, GPS, helps you establish financial integrity, develop innovative personal spending and saving habits to gain financial peace of mind. GPS was founded out of passion for positively influencing individuals, couples, and business owners' lives by helping them transform their relationship with their personal finances. 
Their comprehensive processes and tools give you clarity and insight into your financial situation. So your funds support the priorities and values that drive you. You will gain control, reduce stress, and enjoy more of what life has to offer. And a little bit about Dan Gallahay, originally from Minnesota, Dan has lived and worked in the Puget Sound community for over 20 years and currently resides in East King County with his spouse and his two children. Dan is in his 11th year working as an independent insurance agent, and he brings over 25 years of expertise in finance and risk management knowledge and expertise to his clients. Dan's straightforward and definitely friendly approach helps him demystify a sometimes confusing and intimidating product. He works with families of all sizes and complexities to ensure they are properly protected, their assets in coordinate, coordinate and cost effective manner. Let's start with you, Doug, and uh, so glad to have you back as a regular contributor. Uh, what brought you into your line of work? Well, I would like to say I'm an enlightened being, but what brought me into this line of work was <laughs> the hassles and challenges I had. I started out with my first company when I was 17 with some partners in a sailboat supply store, and I had several businesses. I had a band that I managed. We did backup vocals on Hart's first album. I became a Shackley supervisor. I had a janitorial service. I built a house of cards, crashed and burned, had to sell my home. I used it as collateral, had to quick claim it, go bankrupt, re voluntarily repo my car. Maybe you want a better guest on your show. <laughs> you no, Doug, you got you to gotta have scar tissue to be successful and look at you now. Well, one of my favorite quotes is champions are rarely chosen from the ranks of the unscarred. I love that. That's fantastic. But that's what brought me into this line of work. The, I've been doing executive coaching and mentoring for 20 years, and so many people, this is a problem that destroys marriages, health, and business. Even people that are doing really, really well have challenges with cash. Well, and you know what I always say, Doug, it's, it's your challenges turn into your opportunities you can share with others, your tragedies turn into your triumphs that you realize for yourself so you can share with others. So um, perfect person to be on our show. Well, Doug, you are a rock star and you help people with the toughest part. And that's really getting their minds around saving that money. The investment from the financial advisor is easy. They just put it in the market and let it do its thing, which was what I was referring to. But what a benefit for somebody like you to make them feel comfortable with setting that money aside. So uh, what about you, Dan? What did you get? Uh, how did you get into your line of work? I got into my line of work actually through a downturn in the economy back in 06 to 08. So I had a fairly progressive career in retail banking uh, that I had been in for 12 years. And when the market crashed, a lot of the banks were laying off employees and our division got laid off. And so it gave me the opportunity to uh, kind of introspect and see what else I wanted to do. And I already had part of my licensing in place for uh, property and casualty insurance. So I decided to go get the other half of it done and went into property and casualty insurance and cut my teeth with um, a national carrier for a couple of years and, and 
that's really how I got into the industry. And I bounced back and forth a little bit, but I've been doing this now for 11 years and absolutely love it and, and would never look back. Yeah, another great example, uh, challenge turned into an opportunity because if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now. And uh, what a blessing to the clients that you're serving, uh, that you're in the space that you're in today, Dan. So um, uh, just great examples of making it through tough times coming out on the other side uh, where you should be. So Doug, what is currently happening right now in your uh, industry? Well, there's not a lot of people doing what I'm doing that I've found. But what I've noticed is that the overall financial industry, marketing industry, economy has made it easier and easier to extract money from our bank accounts or credit cards without us even knowing it. I've run into a lot of people that ask you, how do you manage your money? So oh, we've got everything on auto pay. They don't even pay attention to what's coming out of their account. And so if you can become aware of where your money's going, you will make very different choices. And so what's happening is that people are becoming more and more desensitized on where their money's going, how much they're spending. And if they knew where it was going, they probably would make different choices. Yeah, and that's um, so important to be, you know, to be watching every penny and where it's getting allocated to. And, and yeah, what you're doing, uh, um, uh, Doug, is unique. And also, I love how, you know, financial firms are actually bringing you into their team to educate what you're doing and how it's critically important that their clients are getting in front of you and staying in front of you and walking through as your their financial coach because it's going to give them more resources to be able to invest in the market and um, you know have a better quality of life when it comes to their financial picture. So just really love uh, what you're doing and your passion behind it. Dan, what about you? What's happening? I know there's a lot going on in the insurance space right now. It has been a very dynamic year, especially with the pandemic. Last March, April, May, a lot of insurance companies stepped up and said, you know what, people are not driving as much as they used to, claims are way down, and so we're going to do the right thing and give some of those premium dollars back into the pockets of our policyholders, and, and many, many carriers did that, and many more followed. And now just recently, the insurance commissioner for the state of Washington issued an executive order really freezing the use of credit scoring to determine premium. Now that's since been challenged and brought uh, to court and who knows where things are gonna end up there, uh, but it has been a real interesting 12 to 15 last months. Wow, that is so surprising because your credit determines your risk without a doubt and your responsibility that you have in your overall life, which affects everything. So that's interesting. And isn't it true, Dan, with, with all of the, uh, the claims and different things that are going on, there's a lot of increases that are happening. So, you know, you'd mentioned some of the insurance companies were bringing premiums down because the lack of driving, but now it's some of that's being taken away and even going up higher than where it was. Is that an accurate statement, Dan? Uh, yes and no. So one of the things that you have to remember is insurance is a mutual product. So it's pooled risk. And part of 
what's happening is yes, people are driving less and there's less accidents, but this past year was also really, really difficult in terms of wildfires nationwide. Um, and even here in, in Western Washington last year, we had some pretty intense wildfires going on. And because of that, insurance carriers saw increases in losses on the property side of things. And so that will affect rates moving forward adversely on the property side. Wow, that's really interesting. It's easy to forget about all the fires that we had, which are insane. You remember it's all smoky here because of COVID, <laughs> kind of outweighed it and, out, and put it in the shadow. So, uh, Doug, let's pop back to you. Uh, what do you love most about what you do? I know that when I went through my challenges, and by the way, they didn't end then. <laughs> 2008 was a big downturn, and I thought I'd already had my character built, but uh, I went through a little bit more character building, apparently, is just helping people reduce that stress of managing something that you can totally win at. When you know where everything's going and you know you've got enough and you're making better decisions, you have peace of mind. and the other big thing is marriages. People talk comfortably about money when the emotion is gone. And you can get more of what you want together as a team than basically what I grew up with, which was we can't afford that, or you know, I'm in charge of the money, and <laughs> my mom would slip me a 20 and say, go buy some pants, but don't tell your dad. And <laughs> that I don't think is a, a real healthy way to go. So I think all three of those things are really important. Stress, peace of mind, and having better marriages for my clients. Well, and I'll tell you from previously being a financial advisor, um, I would say a probably shocking portion of them skip completely over budgeting. Like the good ones are thorough and do, but many of them, they're not getting paid by teaching you how to budget their money. They're getting paid by you giving money to manage. So they skip over it. So what you do is the most important part. I did it when I, when I was a financial advisor, but most don't, you know, um, and it's a lost thing in, to see that you're going to help these people. They don't even know how to do it. And that's a financial advisor. It's crazy to me. So um, same. And unfortunately, we're down or we're down to one minute. And uh, uh, Dan, I want to ask you that same question before we go. Yeah, just real briefly, what I love most is, is really just educating my clients and helping to strengthen their insurance positioning to help protect what they have. Um, real quick, I was working with a retired lady widow just this morning. And she doesn't know this yet, but I've actually put a package together where I'm filling some holes where she was underinsured and saving her almost $300 a year in her insurance. So it's kind of a win-win all the way around. And that's what I get the most satisfaction out of is just helping folks. That is so great, uh, Dan. And it really is somebody that is... Uh high level of service for their clients, managing what they have going on in their life and where those opportunities present themselves uh, instead of just going after and getting new business and not taking care of the business that you have. So great panel conversation uh, with the, both of our guests. Thank you. Coming up next to the money hour, what is really important at this stage in your life? Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
Do you wonder where all your income is going, even though you're making good money? Doug at Get Priorities Straight will coach you to know where all your money is going, painlessly cut financial fat, and get your money serving you. Doug has spent over 20 years mentoring professionals and found personal finances to be hugely overlooked in every stage of life. If you want to learn more and get your money serving you, contact us at info at getpriorityssstraight.com for a confidential conversation with Doug. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, April 17th show. You can also listen to our show on podcast or Facebook premiere show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint, one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer your questions. More importantly, connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now in studio, Doug Peterson of Get Priorities Straight. What is really important at this stage of your life? right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Doug, so you focus on personal money mastery and I, your name is genius by the way, but I want to get your feedback on why did you name your companies Get Priority Straight? You know, we all have a lot of things we want in life. And one of the things that really helps us get there, you know, money isn't everything, but when you have enough, you can do things. And I saw people working at all levels in professions and doing 18 years of, of executive mentoring work and it more money didn't make them happy and often their expenses went along with their income and they kept having a higher and higher bar and then they were working so hard to make money they weren't doing the things they said they really want to do and so i thought you know how do you figure out when and how much to do with the things that are important to us. And there's so many of them. So I uh, wish I'd named it, but George Tolls said, your logo is GPS with a dollar sign. Your name is Get Priorities Straight. It wasn't even my idea, and I loved it. Oh, it, but it is what you live and what your company is all about and what a perfect name uh, for your company, Doug. Let's talk about priorities and, and what do you feel are the most important priorities? I hear a lot of priorities, family, health, just more time, money, friends, giving, profession, travel, buying or fixing up your home, having fun. And then there's all the subsets and the 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 New Year's resolutions of losing weight and getting organized and buying something and volunteering. But again, the challenge is how do you do all this and when do you do it? And, you know, it, finances have to be at the top of your priority because money is not everything for sure. 
However, money affects everything if you don't have enough to get by in life. Everything extra is up in what you want to put and how much time, but you have to be able to to get by of what your standard is going to be in life. Otherwise, it's going to affect your health. It's going to affect your time. It's going to affect everything else in your life. Doug, you, you refer to at this stage of life. Can you elaborate on your thoughts about this stage of life? We are different people in different decades of our lives. I have a mentor, Bob Beal, and he has written 22 books, and his best work of his life is the book Decade by Decade, Life is Surprisingly Predictable. When you talk about what's important to you, Keenan, as a father with young children, your priorities are going to be very different from me, and I have two young granddaughters. So prefacing the question of What's important at this stage of your life helps you focus on what's important right now and um, really put things in order because we, our brains don't sort things out logically. <laughs> we just have a lot of stuff we want and until we really decide what it is we want to do and put a plan in action, often a lot of these things don't happen. Because we're sorting them out emotionally, right? I want to respond to a comment you made, Tina. Having enough is a huge stress reliever. Not having all at all, but knowing how much you need to live each month and having enough to get by every month without stress, still go out to dinner, still go on vacation. Maybe you're not doing everything, but man, that's a lot easier than not having enough. <laughs> it's such a simple idea. For sure. So Doug, I want to go back to the priorities and talk about, uh, how you sort what priorities to focus on. So if one of your students, coaching students is coming to you to really help them get their finances in line, how are you helping them break down the priority and sorting those priorities? Well, the first question is just what's important to you? Because these are not my priorities. I'm not going to give you my list. But there's a great book called Essentialism by Greg McEwen. And he explains the history about the word and how its meaning has changed. The word priority came into the English language in the 1400s and it was singular. We had the very first or prior thing is what it meant. It stayed singular for 500 years. The 1900s, did we make it plural and start talking about priorities? And we realized somehow changing the word would bend reality. Somehow we'd be able to have multiple first things. So people and companies routinely try to change that. One leader told me about his experience in a company that had probably one, probably two, probably three, and probably four. And that gave the impression that many things being the priority actually meant nothing was. So helping people get clear on what's important at this stage of their life, looking at their money, giving every dollar a job, only spending money that they have, really helps bring things down to earth about what's really important and one of the biggest outcomes of this is waste is reduced often about 15%. That's huge. I know a lot of people just go through like the washer machine thing. You just go through life, you throw money out, you pay for it. And, you know, it'll probably make you sick if you really analyze it at first. But then you imagine the stress relief you can get from somebody like Doug, who can just get rid of all the gray area and everything's got a job. That's, that's huge in life. That's a game changer. Uh, speaking of that, Doug, What's your advice on how we get more of the things that are important to us in life? This comes back to thinking ahead about what's important to you and aligning your 
money and your finances with your priorities. But it's not just money and finances. The only form of exchange that's universal is your time and life energy. And so are you spending your time doing things that are important to you, that you want to do? I'm sure we've all heard, I'll tell you what your priorities are by looking at your checkbook, which nobody uses anymore, and your calendar, maybe your credit card statement and your calendar. And it's really getting clear on those things that are most important so that we're not saying shoulda, coulda, wouldas. And so I built a life plan in 1994 when I was 38 years old. And it included several areas of my life that were important to me that I was not getting at the time. I wasn't happy with my job and I wanted to have a better life. And the last item, I can't go into this in detail, but maybe on another show was, um, second to the last item was profession and the last item was finances. I've now moved finances to the top. Well, not the top, but closer because you need that foundation. Actually, I'm at the top, so I'm there to help people and my wife is second and I'll talk to you more about the rest. So, uh... Doug, it's, I mean, just again, a great thing you're doing, just like you need a business coach, having a finance coach, somebody to keep you on track, moving forward with your priorities and what that is and what that looks like for you. Any other tips that you have on priorities, Doug? Well, I think one of the quotes I love is that nothing is meaningful without context. If we don't have a context in which we're thinking about things, it doesn't make sense. And think, you know, Keelan, from your background in doing financial planning work, you know, if somebody's 22 and they've got $500,000 to invest and they're 70 and they have $500,000 to invest, you know, 22, 500,000, how does that happen? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> it's a very different context. You know, the 70 year old doesn't have enough money to live the rest of their lives, right? Depending on their lifestyle and medical, but the 20 something year old would have an opportunity to, they usually don't invest that or half of it and never have to worry about work after age 30 or 40 or 45. So the context is really important. So we need to look at everything. Are you making a lot of money and want to maximize it? Are you just getting started? Are you in a phase where you want to wrap things up and do really well with giving and being a philanthropist and volunteering? It all depends on the context of where you are. And it really creates strong meaning in how do you act, how you act. Yeah, and, and really creating that mindset as well to be looking into the future about your finances versus looking at right now today. Yeah, Doug, you hit it on the head. I'll tell you, if you don't, when I had customers, you know, and we talked about these things, if they're not motivated, it's like a, it's like a fitness planner, right? Like you, it's easy to get to that place. You eat less and you work out more, but it seems so dumb and simple, but that's the reality of the situation. If you're not motivated and you have a why behind what you're doing and you have your priorities straight, I'm wasting my time even sitting down with these people trying to explain because they walk out of my office. They're like, nope, I'm going to go do the completely something different. So uh, you have 
and are handling with grace and just you're so good at it. The toughest part for people in this whole thing, and that is getting those priorities straight, getting their money straight so they can change their life for the future. Because my job is easy. You just give me a, you know, a risk analysis and I plug it into a bunch of investments and you let it ride. You're doing all the work that scares people the most and is the and is the the meat and potatoes of the whole thing, really. So, so powerful what you do. What, I mean, what could you add as far as getting your money um, in order to, uh, for your priorities? Well, and again, the, the name Get Priorities Straight deals more with just mo- than money. That's what we focus on because if we can reduce or eliminate the stress and challenge with that, you have a lot more choices. But there's a few things. Um, I've actually been fortunate to do uh, 13 weddings and I just met with another couple for my 14th wedding as an officiant and it's really a blast and it's really an honor and i said at the end you know do you guys have any questions about marriage i've been married for 39 years and only separated once i'd like a little hand for that because that's pretty good (laughs) it's really hard sometimes but getting your house in order figuring out what's important if you (laughs) nice tina (laughs) if you have a partner you know, spending time on making that relationship work, spending time, and this is where we come in, on a high-touch financial education so that we don't just, don't just learn the skills. Somebody helps you implement them and make it easy and fast so you get the benefit quickly. And it's so amazing how many people don't look at it and don't realize that they could save ten dollars or $20,000 just in interest savings. And I'll bet as... Mortgage people, you see that a lot of people carrying quite a bit of debt, even when they're making a ton of money. Yeah, but like Keelan said, you know, you talk about the why when somebody is not in a position to buy a home, that's a big why. And you can see people move very quickly, increasing their credit score, uh, really putting their money uh, down to pay off debt or to get a down payment, even though you don't need one, you can do a zero down loan. It's not as favorable as far as what that product looks like. So people can move really quickly when they have that why. And that's why, again, what you're doing is so important, Doug, because you're there to counsel, coach them through them, keep them accountable. Uh, make sure they have that why and that they're staying on track with their priorities to get to that. So as we're wrapping up our uh, time, uh, probably less than 30 seconds, Doug, last uh, shout out that you have for our listeners with getting priorities straight. Well, just pay attention. You know, knowing where your money goes is the first step. And you know, I've been on the show every month. You can email me. I'm setting up a new website called schedulewithdoug.com because getpriorityStraight.com is hard to spell. So reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk to you at no cost. Wonderful. Doug, thank you so much for coming in. And again, a regular contributor to the show, which we don't have a lot of. Uh, Doug's the only person in this space and we bring in the best of the best for a reason. We want to connect you with them. So Doug, thank you for being here. Thank you. Coming up next in the Money Hour, everything that you wanted to know about homeowners insurance, but were too afraid to ask. Dan Gallagher on Avoid Costing Mistakes right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Confused about your auto and home insurance coverage? Frustrated with rising premiums? Tired that you never hear from your insurance agent? Do you feel like you're not valued as a client? Dan Gelhay with Eastside Insurance Services helps Washington families just like yours 
demystify and simplify the entire insurance process from start to finish. He works hard to tailor make a comprehensive package based on your needs and your budget. Dan does not work for any one insurance company, but is independent, meaning he partners with a number of preferred financially strong companies. This means he works for you and not any one insurance carrier. Dan Galhay with Eastside Insurance Services, protecting the ones you love. For a no obligation insurance review, contact Dan today at 425-336-6000. That's 425-336-6000. And let Eastside Insurance Services help you. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, April 17th show. You can also listen to our show on podcast or Facebook premiere show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market when it comes to your money. We are here to help you in today's economy. And now in studio, Dan Gallagher on everything that you wanted to know about homeowners insurance, but we're too afraid to ask right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Dan, excited to have you on the show. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. So, Dan, before we uh, jump into today's topic, tell me a bit about your agency and what other types of insurance do you offer? So, we are a longstanding, independent, personal lines agency on the east side. So, personal lines insurance of all sorts. What does that mean? That means auto, home, rental properties, renter's insurance, earthquake, flood, and then all the toys, boats, motorcycles, RVs. Um, all things personal lines. And, you know, I'm really big on education. Insurance policies are contracts, and a lot of customers see them as overly complicated by legalese that kind of helps insurers avoid pay to pay claims. So I feel like part of my job is to help clients fully understand important parts of their policies. And that way they can make more informed decisions about what coverage is to purchase and the reasons behind it as well as some mitigation steps that they may take on their own. Well, and, and Dan has stepped in and helped out uh, homeowners that I've had that have ran into issues with their insurance company, uh, one of the big carriers, because it's one carrier. And so working with somebody that has access to multiple carriers that can step in, not only finding you um, a competitive in the price end of it, but making sure that you're getting the best coverage and coverage that might be a little bit unique based on your current financial situation. So Dan, when you look at the dwelling coverage amount on your homeowners at policy, it's clearly a different amount than what your home is worth. Now, I know about this because I'm in the mortgage industry, but can you share with our listeners why that is? I can, and that's a common misconception because a lot of times people will look at that number and go, well, that's not how much my house is worth. Am I insured for the right amount? And so replacement costs is often confused with market value, but when it comes to calculating the rebuilding cost of a home, for insurance purposes, the only considerations are the cost of building material and labor. So land value and market conditions never play a part in that number. 
And in a region like where we live in Puget Sound, where home values are very high, the difference between those two numbers can be much greater. So if you imagine a 2,500 square foot house in Seattle, for example, and the cost to rebuild completely may be 500,000, but the sale price may hit a million or 1.1 million. So insurance is really focused on the replacement of the house um, and, and that's it. Um, but that being said, it's really important to be insured to at least 100% of that rebuilding cost estimate to avoid underinsurance and to avoid any issues in the event of a substantial loss. And shout out there, Dan, that's why it's so important to have an expert like you that the, that you need to talk to, because I have this kind of disclosure talk with my customers. You need to make sure that your insurance is on point. You don't want to underpay. You don't want to overpay. You want to make sure you have that sweet spot to make sure that you don't have any issues if something happens. And speaking of if something happens, how big of an issue could you explain is being underinsured and or what happens if you have a loss? Yeah, great question. So nationally, I can tell you it's a very large and chronic problem, and I see it a lot when I'm reviewing a potential client's home insurance with their current carrier. And I'll give you an example. The San Diego wildfires, if you remember, from 2003 and 2007 really kind of highlight this issue of underinsurance. So the California Department of Insurance reported in a typical year they receive about 1% um, frequency rate of complaints for auto claims. In other words, they receive about one complaint per 100 auto claims. But in contrast to that, the complaint ratios for homeowner losses arising from those fires were more than 20%. And there were a lot of homeowner complaints that came out of the, uh, the Colorado wildfires in 2012 along those same lines. And a lot of these complaints dealt with the same issue and that issue is under insurance, particularly for higher value homes. And according to, to one of the largest residential building cost data companies, Marshall and Swift, they're saying about 60 to 65% of all US homes are undervalued by an average of 19%. Wow. And that's a huge number and a huge problem. And if you think about you know, let's say a home, the average cost of a replacement cost for a home is 400,000. Um, it may be insured for only 324,000, which is a shortfall of 76,000. So that's potentially a huge coverage gap. Um, you know, if the home's not insured with a guaranteed replacement cost or extended replacement cost provision. Um, and on top of that, the fact that construction costs often surge following large regional catastrophes can exacerbate this problem. And kind of one more point to make on that is with total losses under insurance is made worse by building codes and ordinance requirements that change year after year. So for example, a lot of communities across the nation have passed tough electrical codes during the past few years, and that can add anywhere from 10 to 15% to the cost of rebuilding a home. Wow. Well, I can say, speaking from experience on a good side, thank goodness we were not underinsured when my husband caught our kitchen on fire and we lived in a hotel for almost a year. So we were covered, thank goodness. So, Dan, uh, what can you do to combat this issue? 
There's a few things consumers could do. Um, they should first review their policies to see if they have protective measures built in. And what I mean by that is they wanna look for verbiage for things like guaranteed replacement cost coverage, which means that the insurance company will rebuild the home with light material and quality on an uncapped basis, but if and only if they're insured to value to begin with. Um, a lot of policies offer extended replacement cost coverage, which offers basically a buffer. So it will cover a home up to say 125 or 150% of whatever they're insured for. And then a lot of carriers also offer inflation guard protection that automatically increases the dwelling coverage every year to keep pace with the rising costs of building material and labor. And then lastly, one of the best things that a consumer can do is if you've not had your policy reviewed for several years, call your agent, have them complete a new cost estimator on your home to make sure that you are still covered adequately because that number can change dramatically over the years. Inflation. I didn't think about that one, Dan. That's super smart, you know, and especially now because inflation is increasing as we speak right now. So um, here in Seattle for years and years, we, we hear talk of the big one. And of course, we're referring to the earthquake, you know, that they've been talking about for 30 years now, knock on wood or anything else, glass, whatever you believe in, um, is earthquakes covered and uh, by your home insurance policy? That is a great question, Keelan, and the, the answer to that is no. So on a standard homeowner policy, earthquake damage is not covered. There are a few carriers out there that offer up a rider that you can add to your homeowner policy, but really a better way to go is to look at a specialty company that exclusively writes earthquake policies if you're looking to uh, cover that risk and, and get protected that way. Yeah, and Dan, uh, talking about additional coverage in the lending side, there's what's called a flood certs part of your closing cost. Very small fee. However, a lot of times people go, well, I'm not located in a flood zone. Uh, understood, but you still have to have that flood cert. And if you are located in a flood zone, the lender's going to require insurance. So can you talk about that? Uh, and because it's, it's not part of your standard homeowner's policy. That's correct, Tina. So flood uh, damage by flood is not covered under a standard homeowner policy, just like earthquake. Um, it would be a separate policy and your lender typically would let you know if you're living in a floodplain, but even if you're not living in a floodplain and it's not required, if consumers want to protect themselves from that risk, they have the opportunity to buy a flood policy. And what about um, damage caused by wear and tear? Obviously, living in a home, you can kind of beat it up as time goes on. Do they cover anything like that? Typically not, no. So the purpose of insurance is to cover an unexpected and sudden loss. So things that degrade over a long period of time are generally considered more of a maintenance issue and one of the responsibilities of a homeowner to keep up on those items. So Dan had a few questions uh, here left to ask, uh, but we're wrapping up the show. So I'd want to just uh, allow you the opportunity to give the last tip and advice that you have on homeowners insurance. You know, one of the big questions I get is, gosh, how do I lower my insurance premiums and do I need to reduce coverages to do that? And typically lowering coverages is the last resort. And it's really the last thing you want to do. There's a number of things that homeowners can do to reduce costs. And one of the biggest things is increasing your deductible. 
So if you think about it, a lot of carriers will offer pretty substantial discounts by moving your deductible from say $1,000 to $2,500. And it makes sense for a lot of people because typically if a homeowner has a loss of say $2,000, they're not gonna file the claim anyway. So why not take advantage of those savings um, and, and just go with a higher deductible? Well, Dan, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Very excited for our listeners to get the wealth of information that you have and encourage our listeners, uh, reach out to the show if you want to connect with either one of our guests. Uh, again, we bring in the best of the best so we can get you connected with the best of the best. Dan, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And this is your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are your local mortgage experts. And we got to sign off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your week and your weekend, depending on when you're listening to us. We look forward to talking with you about money, more money next week, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.